Namaste. I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in beautiful San Diego. Thank you so much for subscribing to this channel. Please make sure that you like the video you've just watched and consider making a contribution on our app or on our website. It's really easy to do. And thank you in advance for that support. It does make a difference. We really are individual heroes. We may not be the kind of heroes that get, you know, on the news at night or or do physically heroic things, but just being able to live one's life with dignity and intention and integrity and on purpose, that is a mark to me of of heroism, a mark of spiritual maturity. And we need that. We need that for ourselves, we need it for our families, we need it for our communities. So I hope that when you hear a song, and when I hear a song like Hero, that we take that in and we own that for ourselves, not in a braggadocious kind of way, but in a way that causes us to feel strong and good and wanting to grow and wanting to be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. So we are in this wisdom series together as I've been sharing with you teachings and insights from some of my favorite authors and teachers. And today we're looking at the idea of the hero's journey and looking at some of the elements of the teacher, um, Joseph Campbell. He passed away in, in 1987. He didn't live a super, super long life. He was born in 1904. Um, but of course, with bright lights and inspiring people, we want him, at least I want him to live a really, really, really long time and, and teach and write and inspire and help because I know that I can learn from the insights of others and appreciate that fact. Joseph Campbell's main teaching really was this idea of the hero that each and every one of us has a hero within us. And, and he began to study the myths in the world. He began to compare myth stories. He did a lot of work in comparison religion as well. And he's known for what's called the monomyth, the idea that there really is at the heart of all of our great stories, there's one story. There's one universal story, one universal myth. Whether we're talking about one of the oldest written stories, believed to be about 3,000 years old, the Epic of Gilgamesh, or the Odyssey, or Dante's Inferno, or the Disney movies. It, the hero's journey, this, this cycle of what it is to, to um, move into a transformed life, there are elements of that that can be found in all of these great stories. That's why we resonate with them, because the deepest part of us can see ourselves in these stories. Joseph Campbell felt that there were three major elements to the hero's journey, and we're gonna take a look at these elements today. The departure, which is really the call to adventure, the, the call, the pull to move from where we are in the life that we are currently living into something else, into something expanded. And there's a whole experience that we often go through when that call begins to move in us. So the first 
part of the hero's journey is this departure, the call to adventure. And then the second part is what he referred to as, or what we can refer to as the initiation. And so we cross that threshold, we decide to answer that call, we decide to answer that, that pull, that quest, that drive for something different, for something more. We cross that threshold and we move into this experience of initiation. And it's not usually very pleasant. There's, it's the road of trials, of triumph, of, of, of struggle, of developing greater capacities, of, of waking up, of being more aware. And then we learn. And in that, that learning, the harvesting of the lessons through those trials, we come out of that initiation. We return. So we have the departure. We have the initiation. We have the return. I really like this, this quote of Joseph Campbell's, and it wasn't one that I was super familiar with until I really started going deeper into some of his teachings. See if you can relate to this. He said, life is like arriving late for a movie. How did you figure out what was going on without bothering everybody with a lot of questions and then being unexpectedly called away before you find out how it ends? Isn't that great? I'm going to repeat it. Life is like arriving late for a movie, having to figure out what was going on without bothering everybody with a lot of questions, and then being unexpectedly called away before you find out how it ends. I can remember, as a young person, thinking, why doesn't life come with an instruction book? You know, a clear instruction book, and I guess some people could argue and say, well, the Bible's an instruction book, or, or could point to a, a bunch of things and say these are instruction books, but they only go so far, right? They only go so far. And that's because while there is a, a similarity to the components of the hero's journey, each hero's journey is different because each hero is different. And so we can learn um, at the 30,000-foot level, so to speak, of the things to look for and what it feels like and what to expect, and that can prepare us to make the journey more effectively. But ultimately, we have to figure a lot of it out ourselves, a lot, a lot of it ourselves. And embracing this idea that, that we are a hero as well is an important part of getting there, to not just look at those that maybe we put up on a pedestal and we admire and think, well, that's true for them, but it really isn't true for me. To say, no, wait a minute, it really is true for me. I want you to stop for just a moment as, as you take that in. And I'd like you to think about, in your own journey, what has been one of the most heroic things you've done? What has been something that was really hard for you? that you really had to pull out capacities that you didn't even know you had to meet that particular problem or situation. I know that there's not one of you in this room or one of you online that can't come up with something that fits that description, something that when you call it back to mind, you were a hero in your own life's story. You had to answer the call. You had to deal with something that probably felt bigger or more challenging than anything you'd have had to face up to that point. 
you might have felt like, wait a minute, God. I know there's a saying, you don't give me anything more than I can handle, but I wish you didn't have so much faith in me because this one really, really feels big. And yet there is that capacity in every one of us. There is a power within every one of us that is equal to meeting whatever is before us. Campbell wrote, you are more than you think you are. There are dimensions of your being and a potential for realization and consciousness that are not included in your concept of yourself. Your life is much deeper and broader than you conceive it to be. What you are living is but a fractional inkling of what is really within you, what gives you life, breadth, and depth. What you are living what you are living is but a fractional inkling of what is really within you, what gives you life, breadth, and depth. Can you grab hold of that? That there is that in you, not in the, well, it is in the person next to you and behind you, in front of you, but it's in you. Do you remember last week I asked you to stand in front of your mirror and look at yourself and say, what a wondrous being I am? I'm not going to ask you if you did it. I hope you did it. But it's that idea that there is that in you that is powerful, that is greater than anything that you will ever confront in your life. That challenge that is before you is the very call and the very pull to identify with and to cultivate that greater strength and dimension. What is it that makes a hero? I think, in essence, it's these three things. Courage, heart, and willingness. Courage, heart, and willingness. Say that with me. Courage, heart, and willingness. You are more courageous than you give yourself credit for. You have a bigger heart than you've tapped into so far. And there is a willingness in you that can be cultivated to rise up and meet whatever is before you. Campbell said, we must let go of the life we have planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. The old skin has to be shed before the new one can come. We must let go of the life we have planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. That really is what is the impetus for the hero's journey. The recognition that the life that one has been living no longer works is too small must be shed in order to accept, to make room for the larger life that is wanting to come through, the larger capacity, the larger love, the larger creativity. I'm reminded of one of Jesus' teachings about you do not put new wine into old wineskins. Because if you put new wine into old wineskins, the old wineskins have already stretched out They'd already been used with new wine that had been fermented and stretched the skins out. When he gave that teaching to his followers, they got right away what he was talking about because they understood the cultivation of wine. They understood what happens as wine ferments and expands. He said, you don't take that new wine and put it in the old wineskin because if you do as it 
expands as at new wine ferments, it bursts the skin. And so both are lost. It's the same thing that Campbell is saying here when he says we must let go of the life we have planned so as to accept the one that is waiting for us. The old skin has to be shed before the new one can come. So the hero's journey, I think, really is a call. It's a quest of the soul. It's not just for someone else. It's happening or has happened in you. It could be a call for healing. It could be a call for recovery. It could be a call to step into something new and exciting that keeps tapping at your consciousness, but you've been reluctant to step into it. Campbell wrote, whether small or great, and no matter what the stage or grade of life, the call rings up the curtain always on a mystery of transfiguration, a rite or a moment of spiritual passage, which when complete amounts to a dying and a rebirth. The familiar life horizon has been outgrown. The old concepts, ideals, and emotional patterns no longer fit. It's a call to live more awake and aware. So where does it start? How does it start? It usually starts with discomfort. Isn't that wonderful to hear? It usually starts with discomfort. It starts because we feel like something's missing or something's been taken or something that should be there isn't there. The usual hero adventure begins with, some, with someone from whom something has been taken. Has that ever happened to you? A relationship been taken from you? An opportunity been taken from you? Some good taken from you? Betray, uh, betrayal? The usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken or who feels there's something lacking in the normal experiences available or permitted to the members of his or her society. So many people find their way into the unity, new thought teachings because they do feel like something is missing. They feel perhaps that the concept of God that they grew up with, if they grew up in an origin of faith, no longer fits, it's too constrictive, it's too small, and yet they're, they, they know that there's something more. They feel that something's missing, and that, that missing is what pulls them to try to discover, to understand, to identify what that is that's missing. This person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary, either to recover what has been lost or to discover some life-giving elixir. It's usually a cycle a going and a returning, but we often at the onset resist it. Some of you are going, mm-hmm, nodding your head. I remember my call into ministry. I use the word call now, but it really wasn't a call. It was a nightmare, quite literally. I can't go into all of it, but, but I'll try to touch upon it. I had been attending Unity for, for quite some time, gobbling up all of the, the teachings and reading all of the, the books and learning and growing, and I was very, very young and just really felt taken by the teachings, and I started to have a, a vision, and I'm not prone to that, as I would sit and listen to my minister, Reverend Robert Stevens, speak, I suddenly started seeing myself doing what he was doing, and that scared the living daylights out of me. 
That was not an image I could identify with, and so I pushed it down and pushed it down and pushed it down and pushed it down. You know what happens when you push something down? Yeah, it comes right back up, and it usually comes up with as much fury equal to the energy you were pushing it down with. And so I started to wake up with nightmares, and the nightmares were that I was going to, to apply and try to become a unity minister. So it wasn't, I did not greet the call with joy and enthusiasm. Oh, this is wonderful. I can't wait to do this. It was, I don't think so. That's not me. I don't want to do that. And then there was a whole series of events, quite amazing that happened, that caused me to realize this is the right thing. Didn't mean it was easy. There was a lot of overcoming. I say that because I know even though your story your journey is this going to be different than mine. The feel of it, the texture of it, the idea of the, the, um, the being tapped on the shoulder, if you will, of, of your soul saying there's something for you to do. There's a change for you to make. You know how that feels when you don't want to say yes to it, right? We share that. That's part of the hero's journey, the call to awake, the call to step into something different. And usually... We have resistance to it. We don't want to do it. It may feel inconvenient. We may feel ill-equipped to do it. We may think it's impossible because of our age or our status or whatever. We can come up with so many reasons that we resist and we just can't identify with it. But that call, that quest, that pull of the soul doesn't seem to let go, does it? Are you with me? This is making sense? It doesn't seem to let go until we say, all right, I'm going to look at you. All right, I'm going to see what this is all about. I'm going to cross the threshold into the initiation. I'm going to cross the threshold into the exploration of what this call, this invitation, this bigger idea for my life really means. And I'm going to see where it takes me. And not only am I going to see where it takes me, but I'm going to see what it requires of me. I'm going to see where it is inviting me to learn something new or to stretch or to grow or to heal from something in my past. The usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken or who feels there's something lacking in the normal experiences available or permitted to the members of his or her society. This person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary, either to recover what has been lost or to discover some new life meaning elixir, to discover something about yourself that you didn't know to discover something about your capacities, your potentials, your opportunities. Your journey will be unique to you, though the stages are universal, the terrain and the cast of characters are unique to your journey. Campbell said, if the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. <laughs> we laugh, why do we laugh? Because we know it's true, right? That's why we laugh, that's why we laugh. If the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. But when you are on your path, and it is truly your path, 
doors will open for you where there were no doors for someone else. When I finally recognized that the nightmare was a call, and at the very least I had to explore and step over that threshold, it really was amazing, the doors that had opened. There was a part of me that wished that they wouldn't have opened, but I'm awfully glad that they did. Campbell is so right about that is so right about it. When we are on our path, it doesn't mean that there aren't going to be problems, but there's also an energy of openness. There's an energy of synchronicity where elements of magic, if you will, just seem to happen. We seem to be at the right place at the right time. Help comes that we couldn't have anticipated or even planned for in advance. It's a journey. That's the hero's journey. If you're on the right path, you will find that invisible hands are helping, Campbell wrote. If you are on the right path, you will find that invisible hands are helping. I read this quote to you at the beginning when I shared the readings. It's one of his quotes or statements that speaks deeply to me. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek, but we have to be willing to step into that cave, into that journey. And there may be some temptations along the way. There may be, as we step into that cave, this feeling for a while of, of being on a plateau, this feeling for a while of, all right, I've crossed the threshold. I've said yes, but I seem to be a little bit in this limbo state for a while. I was remembering Jesus, one of the stories of Jesus' ministry before he began his, his temptations in the wilderness of going out, as the story goes, and it's a mystical story, the idea of 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness and being tempted. It was a transition period for him, if you will. The 40 days and 40 nights means the idea of staying with it until it feels complete until there is resolution, until the temptations are answered, or until there is clarity around what the next step is. But as long as we're willing to pay attention to what that call is, and willing to get up, and willing to step across the threshold into that place of the unknown, if we are willing to go that far, I think Campbell is right. I know Campbell is right that there will be doors that open for us that would not have opened for somebody else because it wasn't their journey, it was our journey. And we will find that there are invisible hands that will be there to help us and support us. But if we think that we're going to identify those hands and we're going to identify all that help and support before we are willing to cross the threshold, we are mistaken. We get the help in response to the courage to cross the threshold. And in demonstrating that courage to cross the threshold and doing the growth that is ours to do, what eventually happens is we come through that process changed. We come through that process a different, fuller, brighter version of ourselves. And that is growth that no one and nothing can ever take away from us. No one and nothing can ever take that away from us. 
So I really encourage you just to look at your own life through the lens of the hero's journey. Where have you been? I don't think we just make one hero's journey in life. Where have you been in your journey and where are you now? And if you need help, you need support, you need encouragement, lean into your sangha, lean into your community, lean into the tools that are here for you, the teachings that are here for you, the prayer support that is here for you. Because none of us has to do it all by ourselves. While the steps are ours to take, we have cheerleaders on the side to help us. Namaste. Namaste.